Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What is up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am your host, Siobhan Bonds. And today we're talking about knowing when to hit the gas and when to hit the brakes. So first of all, if you are new here, uh, especially on YouTube, hi, welcome. Um, just breaking through into this side of the interwebs. But if you're new to this channel, go ahead and, and hit the like or subscribe button, especially if you like getting daily motivation, daily mindset tips, hacks, and just I'm sharing everything and anything that I think would help you that I have learned on my entrepreneurial journey, on my uh, single motherhood journey, personal development, spiritual, all that jazz. That's what I'm here to share with you guys today. But before we get into today's topic about knowing when to hit the gas and when to hit the brakes, um, I just wanted to share something with you guys that happened to me this morning that really just kind of threw me off my rocker and could have potentially like ruined my day. But because of the mindset that I choose to stay in, it didn't. So here's what happened. I went live this morning on on Facebook and was telling people about the shadow work that I had done this weekend. If you're not familiar with shadow work and you're on YouTube or TikTok and you're not following me on Instagram or Facebook, you can follow me at Siobhan Bonnie and I talk all about what shadow work is, why I do it, how it helps you, and the breakthrough that I got this weekend while doing shadow work. Okay, so I went live and I'm sharing this video and I saw somebody hop on because on Facebook it tells you when they it tells you the name of the person. So I was like, hey, what's up, dude? Da, da, da. Okay, I'm going to the gym. Boom, end of story. When I get into the gym, I notice I had a DM from them and they were like calling me a bottom dweller or just like, what's going on with you, Bonnie? You're bottom dweller now? LOL. And I went to go look at their profile and I saw we weren't friends anymore. So I was like, that's weird. Question mark. Care to explain what you're talking about, friend? And he tried to FaceTime me a couple times when I was in the gym. And that's weird. And also, that's usually an accident. Uh, but essentially, they said, uh, I heard you were talking about me on your live this morning. And I was like, talking about you? I saw you hopped on. So I said, hello. And he's like, I was like, I just gave you a shout out. And he's like, well, don't give me no more shout outs. And I was like, all right, bet. Won't happen again, my friend. Cool. And basically what happened there is someone heard something and rather than coming to me about it and talking to me like a friend, right, they let their emotions take over. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because two, three, four years ago, something like that would have pissed me off, especially in the beginning of my workout. I would have gotten mad. I would have went to the group that we're both a part of. I would have vented on Facebook. I would have just acted a fool. I would have went, I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? Like I would have, I would have popped off. But now where I'm at, um, with emotional control and with a little more mental clarity, I was able to sit back and kind of look at the situation from a bigger picture and be like, this person's mad about something that has nothing to do with me. This person experienced something that has nothing to do with me. I just happened to be, you know, innocent bystander. So two takeaways from that, that interaction. Number one, the 24 hour rule. I learned this rule when I got into it with my son's basketball coach. And it's this, um, 
wait 24 hours when there's something that's really heated going on between you or like when you notice something triggers you or activates you and gets you really mad, gets you out of your element, gets you uh, to where you're acting childish, like take 24 hours and let that shit process, let that shit marinate. Don't respond off of your emotions. I'm not saying to deny your emotions because I'm a female, like that's our superpower. What I am saying is give them time to settle so that you can interpret what's actually going on because too often, and I've been a victim of this too, too often we go on our first instinct right because everyone's telling us to learn to trust our instinct and trust our intuition but if you haven't learned how to um if you haven't learned how to decipher your emotions or learn to ride your emotional wave or learn how to sit in your shit that's a very feminine trait actually and i didn't say female it's a very feminine trait to be able to sit in your emotions and not respond it's also a very mature place to be and it's a skill that takes nurturing so when you can learn to sit in your emotions and not immediately respond that's how you know that you're growing okay so 24 hour rule maybe not 24 full hours but goddamn like don't start responding right away when you're still in a hurt and pissed off place. Lesson number two from that situation that I learned was everything, people's responses to you is like 99% what they're going through, not you. So we, like, again, I was just an innocent bystander in that situation. He wasn't really as mad at me as he was with whatever issues he had with someone else, and I just happened to get thrown in the mix. So when people are acting, talking reckless to you, responding to you some type of way that makes you look like, dude, where is this even coming from? It could be your loved one. It could be a sister. It could be a friend, brother, whatever. When people respond to you in a way that just doesn't make any sense, you have to be able to know that it is it is more of what they're going through internally than it is what you are going through. So don't even don't even let that junk get to you. Um, just learn to proceed with grace and empathy, because you know that you're not always perfect. You know that when people catch you at the wrong day or the wrong time, you might respond in a way that's not so great. So the best thing that we can do is extend grace to them and a little bit of empathy, because like I said, we've all been there before, right? Right. Okay. Let's get into today's podcast. Um, when to hit the brakes and when to slow down. So if you've been following me for any amount of time on Instagram or on the podcast, you know that I've been talking a lot about um, the coaching space, um, entrepreneurship, hustle culture, burnout, slowing down, listening to your feminine intuition, all that jazz, right? So here's what I've come up with, right? Um, there's a difference between, um, okay, this, this is why I want to talk about this. I was on a coaching call with um, with our group. We do a group coaching call every Saturday. And we were talking about whatever the fuck we were talking about. And one of the girls mentioned how she doesn't like to say that she wants to build a better body because it makes her feel like her current body isn't good enough. And I listened to her and I was like, I can completely understand where you're coming from. That makes sense. But let me challenge you on this. Are you happy where you're at right now? She's like, no. I'm like, do you... You're having a hard time accepting your body. You don't like the way it looks. You don't like the way it feels. You feel sluggish and all that jazz. She's like, yeah, I'm like, so then why does it have to be a bad thing for you to say I want better? Better doesn't mean that where you're at is bad. Better just means a leveled up version, a 2.0, an upgrade, right? If you go to the restaurant and you order a steak and they're like, well, would you like the, the ribeye as opposed to the sirloin? Yeah, I'll get the better one. It doesn't mean that you're looking at the sirloin like, oh, that's chopped liver. It just means there's more. Yeah, I want that instead. But too often, we there's this like toxic positivity culture that says like, you know, you can't, 
uh, if you exercise, that means you hate your body, you know, accept your body as it is. Oh, why are you trying to reach your highest self? You, who you are right now is enough. I'm gonna tell you something right now. I'm gonna tell you something right motherfucking now. And this is coming with the utmost respect and love as a life coach. If who you are, you are enough, by the way. But if who you are was capable of attaining the things that you want that you don't have yet, you would have them. I'm gonna say that again. If who you are currently was capable of not only attaining, but sustaining the things that you want most in your life, you'd already have them. But the truth is most of us don't have what we want because when you want more, you get to become more. And if you are more loyal to your past, your painful past or your painful present, if you are more loyal to your painful past or your painful present than you are to the future upgrade, than you are to the future highest potential, um, I think that there's gonna be some cognitive dissonance there because you're telling consciously, you're saying, I want to work out, I wanna be better. I wanna have more money, I wanna run my business. I wanna get the promotion, I deserve more. But at the same time, your unconscious belief system is like, no, we like it here, we're happy here. We don't have to work harder, it's comfortable, this, this, and that. And so you're gonna experience some cognitive dissonance when you treat your present pain or your past pain as if it is something to be glorified. Can you think about that? Like some of us are so loyal to our painful past that we are struggling to create a better future. If you do not learn to disassociate and attach from your past, not, not kill it. Like I, I hate that phrase. You got to kill your past. You don't have to kill it. I believe in integrating it. I believe in going back to all of those trials and all the pain that you went through, grabbing the lessons from those trials and from those pains and be like, hmm, this is what I was meant to learn from that. Great, pick it up, take it with you. That doesn't mean that you still have to show up, act and function like that version of you that is not able to attain the things that you want right now. I hope that that makes sense. And so when I say, what I want to speak on today is having the balance of knowing that you can do better, right? Without going into this whole, oh, well, if I want a better body, I'm shitting on other women who are overweight. Oh, if I want to make more money, then I'm shitting on people that don't make a lot of money. Like, stop doing that. Like, that's why so many people stay in these habit loops and in these circles of, I can't improve myself. I can't work on myself. It's because you are addicted to this belief that if you work on yourself, that somehow makes you better than someone else or it somehow makes you better than your current self don't you want to be better like for real who gets sick and says oh I don't want to feel better I just want to keep feeling sick you don't say that because that sounds batshit crazy but for whatever reason when I'm talking to clients about making improvements in their life they're like well I don't want to say I want a better body because then that means the one that I have right now isn't good enough no, it's good enough for the life that you lived before, but you want to be what? You want to feel sexier in your own skin? You want to feel more confident? You want to feel more, like whatever the fuck it is that you want, that better version of you is the one that, that gets it. And so it's not a bad thing to want more for yourself. But I just wanted to, to put that out there. Like all of the, 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 the body positivity movement went way too fucking far. It went to the point where it's like, I'm overweight and I love myself. Yeah, yeah. Be overweight and love yourself. People are underweight and they can love themselves. That doesn't mean that you don't get to improve, right? That's not saying I graduated and I don't need no degree because I'm good just as I am. First of all, that's an outdated example. We all know that you don't need a degree. I mean, you can for some, but a lot of us don't really need a degree. Let me try another example. 
by the way, these are nootropics. This is for my ADHD. I don't take meds anymore. Uh, or I never did, actually. And that's why I jump from topic to topic so quickly. Mm. Okay. So what's another good example? Oh, I've got this clunker car. I don't want a better car because then that means that my old car wasn't a good car. No, that's not what it means. It means that that car got you through that season. Yay, thank you. And now you get to move on to, to more. I want to throw one more example out here before I get into the meat and potatoes of today's live. And it's this. Only humans. Humans are the only life form that settle for less than what they can get in life. You never see a tree stop growing unless a human or some construction has happened to tear it down. That shit doesn't happen, right? I want to say runts, like maybe dogs and cats, the runt of the litter. But even still, I've got a runt dog in there. That's a badass dog. Just because she's small, she don't care. She fights with my big pit. She is, she is mighty. She don't let her size bring her down. And yet humans, right, we are the most advanced species and we will not reach our potential because of the stories that we tell ourselves. But I'm going to get sidetracked and go on to another topic. I don't want to do that. So let's come back to knowing when to hit the grass and knowing when to hit the great breaks. Okay. So one thing that I noticed from hustle culture, being an entrepreneur and being on social media was this. It burnt a lot of us out, specifically Instagram with their reels, right? It wasn't enough to... To, to, to go live all the time. It wasn't enough to do carousels. It wasn't enough to have written posts. It wasn't enough to have stories. No, now we gotta have reels and it wasn't enough to have reels. You gotta have two a day and it wasn't enough to have two reels a day. Those two reels need to be seven seconds or else people aren't gonna watch it. And it wasn't enough to have them two seconds a day or seven seconds a day or else people won't watch them. They gotta have transitions, you jumping in and out of wine glasses. And, and if you don't do that, then you gotta have the trending audio. And if you, if you don't do that, then you gotta have so many things. Like it burnt us all out. That's why they made threads because because people are like, how much more content can I pump out? Or do I slow down on content because reach has gone down? Like that, that hustle culture burnt a lot of motherfuckers out. And I think it was such a great example for us to, to step back and see who was that benefiting and is that the way that you want to operate? Now, a way, something that has helped me learn to navigate the waters of knowing when to hit the gas and knowing when to hit the brakes as an entrepreneur is this. Pay attention to the seasons, not just marketing, not just buyer seasons, but pay attention to the seasons of your own life because most of us are moving too fast to even be able to pay attention. In business, there's one thing that I've learned that it took me three years to realize is that if you don't look at the data, you're dumb. That's just it. Like, and, and to my weight loss clients, I love you. Don't take that as that. You know what I'm going to tell you, that your, your food log is just data. The number on the scale is just data. And you can't fix what you can't face. And you can't manage what's not measured. You know all my favorite cliches. But as a business owner, I learned that if you don't look at data, you're dumb. And here's why. When I worked at a restaurant, we used to always pull up the numbers during the holidays to see, or even regular days to see how busy, more or less, the restaurant was going to be based off of previous holidays, previous weeks. This time last year, we did this much. This time um, two years ago, we did this much. So based off of trends, this is how much we'll probably do today. We don't need all these servers on the floor. We don't need all these cooks on the floor. That was how they learned how to gauge when to hit the gas and when to hit the brakes. Now, in your real life as a human being who may not be an entrepreneur and who may not be a restaurant manager or business owner or whatever, how to know when to hit the gas, when to hit the brakes? Look at your own data. Look at your own seasons. 
what has happened in the past that can help you make decisions about how to move forward right now. I have consistently seen slower business as a fitness coach, whether I was in the gym or whether I was online during the summer, it's generally slower. During the month of December, it's generally slower. November, December, and June and July are usually my slowest months of the year. So what does that tell me? That means that I should probably not put the majority of my energy into content creation or trying to get, like I can put it someplace else, right? You can slow down because everyone else is slowed down. That's a business example. I'm gonna give you a, a not business example. I waited tables for 15 years or so. And I noticed that with, aside from a few outlier restaurants that were just fucking trash, I only last about three years in a job. And the reason why is because it usually takes me about three years to master something, to like really get it down pat, to feel confident. I can do it with my eyes closed. And by the time I hit that three year mark where I can feel like I am doing something with my eyes closed, I'm no longer challenged. And so then I start looking for other ways to challenge myself. Not everybody is like that. And I'm not saying that everyone has to be, but this is a season, this is data that I've noticed from my own life. And so, Right now, I'm in my third year of full-time entrepreneurship, this fifth year total, but third time, um, or third year solo, not solo, third year without a job. <laughs> and I'm noticing that I'm getting bored and not bored, but like, it's not, it's always challenging. Don't get it twisted, but it's kind of like, okay, what can I do next type thing? And so for you, if you're looking like, well, how do I know when to go really hard and how do I know when to slow down? Look at your seasons. What is your, if you look at your life and you look at the examples, what have you shown? What have you shown yourself? Okay. Me, I have a three-year cycle. After three years, I'm either ready to move on or I'm ready to try something new. Um, another cycle that I've noticed has happened in my own life. And this is good for people that feel stuck. I need to write that down when I'm doing the show notes. Are you stuck? This is what you get to do. Um, when I was stuck at a restaurant or stuck at a season in my business. And I was like, God, why won't this change? Or what the fuck do I have to do to get breakthrough or whatever? And I was just like beating my head into the wall. Every single time without fail, the game changer has been gratitude. Every time I got stuck in my head about my job, about my business, about myself, why aren't things moving forward? What am I doing wrong? All that jazz, whenever I was stuck, it was because a piece of me forgot why I was there. A piece of me forgot to be grateful that I even had a fucking job, right? A piece of me forgot to be grateful that, hey, I'm a black woman born in 1987. I have a way more rights, freedoms, and liberties than my ancestors did before me. If for no other reason, be happy, right? Be grateful. And so for me, one of the things that has always led to breakthrough is being able to take a moment and look at the situation and see it's not where I want to be. It's not super great, but you know, know what? I'm grateful that I get to experience this situation, uh, you know, with free internet, not free internet, with internet and with uh, the ability to talk to people all over the world and with three different media devices, a phone, an iPad, and a laptop and an Apple watch. And, and I have, I have fresh run, running water that I don't have to walk for miles to go get in a freaking water bear. Like there's so many reasons to be grateful. And whenever I get stuck in seasons in my life, it's usually because I've forgotten to practice gratitude. So to recap, how to know when to hit the gas, when to hit the brakes. Number one, notice your own cycles in your life. When do you know, when do you normally get bored? When do you normally feel like um, it's time to move on? Notice the patterns. Um, number two, gratitude. I noticed that my, my breakthrough recipe is always gratitude. And then at three is boredom. 
If you notice that you're bored and you're not being challenged in your life, then that's probably a good time for you to start hitting the gas again and figuring out what can I do to get my energy back. If you're a business owner, you need energy. If you're a content creator or someone that exists on social media, you need energy. Because just coming in and doing your podcast and doing your live and just being very, uh, if it feels uh to you, then it probably feels uh to the other people. So notice your cycles, practice gratitude, gratitude for the breakthrough, and then notice when you're getting bored, okay? One last thing that I wanted to touch on, and this came up for me Um. I was talking to my mom about it. I was like, females suffer from burnout more than men or females talk about it. I know a lot of men who, when I mentioned to them the concept of burning out, they're like, what does that even mean? <laughs> they're like, their brains are like, what do you mean burnout? Go to sleep, wake up, try again. And this is, uh, for those of you that are new, I love men. I love men. I love men. We love the ding ding, okay? But, and, not even but, and um, as much as I call out females on their shitty behavior, I'm also going to call out the men on their shitty behavior and or just the facts. The fact of the matter is that we generally have more domestic responsibilities as far as like caretaking our parents, caretaking children, this, this and that. Um, and so the burnout doesn't just come from us working. The burnout comes from the physical caretaking of the domestic beauties and then also the emotional caretaking of our domestic duties. Holding space for people is not just some, oh, I sat there and listened to them talk. Holding a safe space for people is an energetic exchange and it can drain your energy, even if you enjoy doing it. And most women are hardwired to hold spaces for people because we are hardwired to be nurturers. At the same time, I don't care, like that's not up for discussion. I don't care if you're not feminine or don't feel you're feminine or you don't want kids. Part of you being created with breast to nurse someone and a vagina that can create life means that you are a natural, like there's there's a piece of you that wants to nurture, right? It's just inherent. Now in the same way, men are hardwired for discipline, for um, being motivated, for being structured, for being highly analytical and logical. So for men, the burnout doesn't hit them the same way because the same way that we're hardwired for nurturing and caring, um, they're hardwired to get shit done. And that's why I always talk to women about, you gotta tap into that masculine energy so you can get shit done, right? But just the same, and this is like, this is like my life song, that we get to be both. The men get to lean in a little bit into their femininity and practice a little flow and women, we get to tap into our masculinity so that we can actually get shit done. And the only way that you're going to learn how to hit the gas and when to hit the brakes, when to lean in more into your feminine flow and when to lean more into your masculine structure is by slowing down and actually paying attention to what? The data. What has your past shown you about when you go too hard for too long? Do you burn out or does it produce results? What has your past shown you about periods of not being in gratitude for your situation? Do you notice that those seasons are prolonged until you learn how to be grateful, right? What is your, what is the data? What has your past shown you about when you get bored somewhere? Does that usually mean it's time to switch it up and get a different friend group? Does it mean that it's time to step into things that would challenge you more? We move so fast thanks to social media. We move so fast thanks to being able to get everything instantly that we don't take enough time to sit down and just be with ourselves and hear what's actually going on. So my recommendation for you today is to sit down with yourself 
And when you're on your social media machines, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, pay attention to the stuff that you're consuming. I had to unfollow about half the business coaches I follow because some of them were screaming a rhetoric that just doesn't align with me anymore. The grind, 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 hustle, 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 send as many DMs as you can a day, go live five times a week, do this, backwards over here, jump over here, sell this, funnel that. I'm like, wow, 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 calm the fuck down, right? Like that was too much for me. So I had to get those voices out of my head. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I have women who are like, you just manifest it. You just sit there and you wait and then people come and then you just manifest it. And I'm like, but you got to have systems to manifest the clients, right? So the best way for you to know when it's safe for you to hit the gas and hit the brakes is to slow down, right? Look at your data and then also maybe tune out some of those voices that are talking and preaching a rhetoric that doesn't align with you. And in some cases, you may need to hear both sides and get a nice balance that's dope too. Um, my method is just kind of have a balance of both. Have that hustle within me, right? Have that go get it, but then also have that flow that knows when to slow down. You can't always just be going hard 24-7 for no reason. The main reason, this is the one thing I want to share before I go. When I told my mom that I don't think men burn out because most of them laugh at me when I say I'm burnt out, she's like, yeah, they don't burn out. They commit suicide. And that breaks my heart because it's true. When you see stories in the news about a man taking his own life, taking the life of his children, taking the life of his wife, he gets a lot of shit. And yeah, that's a pretty shitty thing to do. But I also, as a mother of two sons, understand how this world, men, you guys kind of made it this way, how this patriarchal world shuns men for expressing their feelings. Men get demoralized or emasculated when they go to show their feelings. And so they don't show their feelings. They don't show weakness because somewhere along the line, weakness was associated with femininity. And because they don't want to be perceived as weak or feminine, they don't show their emotions. And so what this has resulted in is a whole bunch of men who are out here. Remember I said, you guys are hardwired, right? To work hard and to like do stuff. And it feels good to do stuff and to provide. Maybe you don't want to provide for a woman. Maybe you just want to provide for yourself, whatever. But they're, the same way that we have this innate, women have an innate desire to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The same way that women have an innate desire to serve and to caretake for people, men have this innate desire to achieve, to work, to do, to provide, to supply, to be the man. And when they can't do that, that's like almost the end of the world. Like that, that's detrimental to their ego. And we don't give them that space to do it. Men don't give each other that space. They shame each other. Women, some of us, don't hold that space for men so they don't feel like they have anywhere to go. And so it's like either hustle or die, right? Hustle or or they can't burn out because burnout is a feminine trait. We talked or something that most men don't experience. And so this is why I want to make this episode to let some of you men know that it's okay to slow down. Even if society has told you that you have to be going a thousand miles per hour, you get to take breaks too. You get to go spend some time in nature too. Go on a fucking walk, go in the mountains, go sit by the lake. When I'm in nature, that's when I hear God most. And when I'm in nature, that's when I get to hear my thoughts and slow down. So if you haven't done that yet, spend some time in nature, whether you're a male, whether you're a female, whether you're someone that hustles all the time and never takes a break, or whether you're one of my ladies or guys that's really in your soft feminine flow and you don't really like to take action, um, spend some time with yourself and figure out how can I learn how to hit the brakes and hit the gas and make this make sense. 
And for my ladies that are listening to this, if you heard this and you may have been way too much in your masculine energy lately, you may have been on the grind, grind, grind cycle because that's what every business coach told you to do. Maybe you feel cut off from your intuition. You don't know um, when to hit the gas and when to hit the brakes. You don't know how to trust your intuition because you've been so cut off from it. Ladies, we are hosting a retreat this October in Puerto Rico and it's called the Awaken the Goddess Within Retreat. And I'm so freaking excited because this is the first time that we're doing anything like this. Everything we've done is online or in person, but for the first time ever, Mind and Body Co. is having our first live retreat. If you want details about that, you're on TikTok. The link is in my bio, Awaken the Goddess Retreat. Um, we're also doing a free self-healing summer series. That is in my bio as well. And what the self-healing summer is, is you're going to get an email from me every couple of weeks with a different topic around self-healing and some modalities and tools that you can do to start doing the work within, right? Not everybody wants to go to a therapist or spend the money to. Not everybody trusts coaches and mentors and people online because they were a bunch of fucking shitty ass people, right? So if you want to start doing this work yourself, I want to show you what I've done and what I do with my clients. So that self-healing series is just an email thing that you can sign up for. The link is in my bio, mindandbody.co slash Siobhan. Um, anything else that I want to say? Yeah, I don't even know what my handwriting says right now. Those notes look a hot mess. First of all, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today, especially if you were here live on YouTube or live on TikTok. Again, if you're watching or listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do me a favor. If you got value from it, screenshot it, post it to your story, tag me so I can shout you out. I love to hear uh, people listening. Or I love to know who's in the audience and I would love to get to know you and just connect and have community with you. I hope you guys have the best day of your entire lives and I will see you again Wednesday 12 p.m. for another live recording of The Boss Life with Bonds.